Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm Robert Helms. As a real estate investor, you're out there on your own. You're a lone wolf. You're trying to get it all figured out. But for your business to grow, you're going to need some help. How do you get that help? That's what we're going to talk about today, going from lone wolf to wolf pack on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Are you achieving everything you want in life? What if there was a time-tested way for you to get everything you've dreamed of? The most successful people in life set goals and keep themselves accountable, but how? The good news is that it's not rocket science. You too can learn the skills and unleash the motivation that will create success in your life. And now is the time. Hi, this is Robert Helms, and I'd like to personally invite you to attend Create Your Future, the 2018 Goals Retreat, January 5th to 7th in beautiful Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. This unique weekend event has been called phenomenal, inspirational, and life-changing by the hundreds of people that have attended. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com and click events or call 888-489-7723, extension 18. Get your life back on track physically, spiritually, and financially. Attend the 2018 Goals Retreat on the first weekend of the new year. Click events at realestateguysradio.com to register. This is no dress rehearsal. Live the life you were meant to. Visit realestateguysradio.com or call 888-489-7723, extension 18, today. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Joining me as usual, part of my wolf pack, it's our co-host, financial strategist, Russell Gray. <laughs> exactly. And uh, today we've got a great topic for you. This is uh, something that we've talked about for a long time, which is how do you assemble your team? But bigger picture than that is, for some reason, real estate investing tends to attract the lone wolf. The, I'm going to do it my way. That's me against the world. I'm the one man or one woman band. And that's just kind of the way it's been for a long time. People that don't fit into a neatly into an organizational chart or people that wouldn't be employees, real estate entrepreneurs get attracted to this. Now, of course, other folks come from regular walks of business life and start investing on the side. And then they've got a little side business, a, a side hustle, if you will, that's real estate. And in either way, you're going to scale, you're going to grow your team and you need to get to a point where it's not just you, you have some help. And so we're going to talk about today, just how do you get there mentally? And then what specifically can you do to bring on some members of your wolf pack? Yeah, I mean, you know, when you think about an individual person and some people fit very well in organizations that other people have built and they are happy to come underneath somebody else's mission, vision, values and pursue those goals and objectives. And as long as they're getting a paycheck and some benefits and some time off, they're comfortable with that. Then there's the personality types out there that really want to be the captain of their own ship. They want to be in charge of their own destiny. And they look at real estate as a very lucrative business you can get into, a very low barrier to entry, whether as an investor or as a professional. And so they get into the business and they are uh, fiercely independent, which is great, but they don't have any of that structure. And so they can make enough money to get by just doing everything themselves. But to get to that highest level, you know, what Robert Kiyosaki calls moving from the S quadrant where you're self-employed to the B quadrant where you have a team and the business runs itself and you make money whether you're there or not, there's a lot of work to do. Yeah. And making that transition is arguably the most difficult thing for any person in business and in particular for real estate investing because uh, in real estate investing, it's easy to get a little bit lazy because the money is big and then you have all of these little things that are going on that can begin to eat you up and they you know as you get bigger they all land on your plate and how do you get those things off your plate is one concern and then the other thing is just thinking to yourself the importance of getting things right I mean, if you're a mother hen over your business, it's really hard to let go and entrust somebody. And then if you're busy doing it, doing it, doing it, when do you take time to organize the task to actually get it properly offloaded to somebody who's competent and who can do it and that you've got confidence in? So there's a lot of things to think about trying to make that transition. Now, the good news is you have lots of resources to make that transition. And that's because a lot of what we do in real estate is transactionally oriented, even though we think in terms of long-term relationships, because it's a people business, the types of help that we we need are kind of one-offs. I need a property inspector. 
great, for a few hundred bucks, I can get a property inspector to come out who totally knows homes and construction or apartments or retail, and they do the work and they do the inspection. I get a written report, makes me look bigger, if you will, because I wasn't going to go do that report. Same thing with appraisers, same thing with lenders, real estate brokers. So already, as a lone wolf, you're used to having a team around you. You may not think of them as your team. Oh, no, those are just, you know, guys I hire. Well, start to think of them as your team because they're going to, if you trained them right, so to speak, if you enroll them in the process, you'll get team members who are out there looking in the marketplace who bring you deals. I mean, I remember we had a home inspector who used to bring us listing deals or potential listings because every now and then, typical home inspector gets hired by a broker uh, when you're talking about single family homes because they want to get the home inspected either by the buyer or better yet, better practice by the seller before you get it on the market. But they're out there in the field all the time. And occasionally our home inspector would get hired by a person who hadn't yet put their home on the market. They were really thinking ahead, hey, we've had the house 30 years, we want to see what's wrong with it. We would get those leads because he understood that. That was important to us. Most real estate agents would never have thought to ask their home inspector, hey, keep an eye out for anyone who's looking to sell their house. It wouldn't have occurred to them. So it's like that in any aspect of your business. Take stock. Who's already on your team? Even if you're a lone wolf, who's already on your team? Is there a great real estate broker? Is there a property manager? Do you have an attorney or a CPA? And uh, we talk about kind of two parts of your team. There's your home team, and then there's your away team. Right, exactly. So you've got people that are associated directly with you. They work with you as kind of the center of this uh, universe that you're building. And so it's about you. It's about your taxes. It's about your uh, balance sheet. It's about your credit. It's about... Uh, your banking. It's about things that are th th that revolve around you. But there's a lot of activity investing that actually revolve around the property. Your property manager, uh, the attorney who has to know the local law. You may be investing out of your own jurisdiction. So somebody who's close to you may not know the law. Your contractors and the people who are going to be handling the transactions, whether it's ongoing transactions like property management or uh, the purchase or refinance transactions, especially if you're using private money, a lot of times that's going to be more local to the property. So uh, anyway, so you've got the people who are near you and who work with you as the investor, and then you've got people who are working in the geographies where your properties are located, and they're really more working with the property in support of you and, and your home team. Right. If I have properties in three different markets, I've got three different brokerage relationships, three different property manager relationships, three different general contractor relationships, but at my home base, I probably only have a single CPA, right. a single estate planning attorney, a, a single retirement you know, account custodian, Asset those kinds protection, of yep. all that, yeah. All that stuff. So you've already got a team. Now what happens at the next level? You get to the point where, and a lot of folks who we meet, you know, listeners that started part-time get the bug, right? Lots of folks want to learn how to syndicate deals, do more deals to get to the point where they could replace their W-2 job, their E-quadrant job with an S business. And we see a lot of folks make that transition. They're in real estate full-time now. They're doing enough transactions where they can afford to feed their family and cover their bills by real estate, which is great. That's kind of that first level. But most of them don't have employees. They don't really have a team that comes to work together. Maybe they have a partner. And what's the next way to get any scalability? Well, one way might be to consider a joint venture or partnership arrangement. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously that's how we got together, right? Right? You know, we were in complementary businesses, me in the mortgage business and you in the real estate brokerage business. You and your dad were actively investing. I wanted to become more active investing. And the thing that we had in common is that we like to teach. And so we said, let's do some seminar marketing together to build our brands, build our network, attract people who would be willing to do business with our respective companies. And of course, as we did that, we added other people and other brands that were complementary. We had 1031 exchange people. We had IRA people. We had other types of people that would come and land landlord, you know, tenant relationship people, asset protection people, real estate attorneys. And they all would come in and become part of our faculty as we would train people to become better investors. And we had a belief system that if those people became well-educated investors, that by their very nature, they would invest and that would produce transactions. And so that ended up being a great way to go. But we had to build an entire company around that concept. And so when it really comes down to uh, what I call business modeling. There's two sides. There's an organizational structure. There's identifying everything that needs to be done to do the work of producing the result that you're after, whatever it is. And then there's the financial model that accounts for when the money comes in, how is it distributed around the organization to make sure that what I call all vital functions are funded. And where a lot of people fail trying to go from one level to the next, I've certainly done this myself, is they don't thoroughly design their business models so that all vital 
vital functions are funded and everything that isn't funded lands on your plate as the individual. And the scary part about that is, is that when your business is small, you can absorb the slack. But when your business gets bigger, your business literally swallows you because everything unfunded lands on you. So it's really important to spend the time early when you're still small, if you have aspirations of getting big, to think about everything that needs to be done in, in your enterprise, and then to begin to organize those tasks one by one and get them offloaded in a profitable arrangement. If, it, if I have activities that I can do that generate $100 an hour, then I should be able to take anything that generates less than $100 an hour and delegate that to somebody I can pay less than that, and I actually make a profit on buying my own time back as long as I can keep doing more hundred dollar an hour or five hundred dollar an hour or thousand dollar an hour work this is the exact paradigm that you need to get your mind around which is that when if you're naturally the person that just does everything there's certain things that you do in your day that can only be done by you those are the hundred dollar an hour five hundred dollar an hour thousand dollar an hour things the relationships that you're forming the vision of the company all those things are critical but you're also likely doing things like we all do that somebody else could do better faster cheaper running to the office supply store to buy the toner. <laughs> right, exactly. I know right which aisle it's in. I know exactly how much it should cost, but I shouldn't be the one doing it. So how do you offload some of those daily tasks? When we come back, you're going to meet a gentleman that has figured that out at a young age. He started, like many of us, bumping his head against the wall of trying to scale, and he's got some really great ideas and solutions. Can't wait for you to meet him when we come back and talk more about going from lone wolf to wolf pack on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Live nationwide, you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. If you've been listening to The Real Estate Guys for a while, then you've heard about the legendary Investor Summit. Simply put, it's the highest level event we do, and the content, faculty, and attendees are amazing. If you're serious about taking your real estate investment to the next level, consider joining us. You'll spend an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. And you'll have a blast. It all begins April 6, 2018 in Fort Lauderdale. Some alumni have already booked more than half of the cabins, but public registration is now open. So visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to learn more. We spend two days on land learning and networking, then jump aboard a luxury cruise ship for more classes, roundtable discussions, great dinner conversations, and a ton of fun. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 16th Annual Investors Summit at Sea. Hi, this is Patrick Donahoe, CEO of Paradigm Life. Wall Street and banks spend billions of dollars per year in advertising with the goal to convince you that they are the solution. But take a look around. None of their advice has worked. If you're listening to this, odds are pretty good that you're already a real estate investor, or at least becoming one. So why do you do it? Is it to hedge inflation, the tax benefits, or maybe it's to get your money away from Wall Street? It's because of these benefits and so many more that I created the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy. When you combine successful real estate investing with the Perpetual Wealth Strategy, you have the recipe for what has helped the wealthy to establish their financial well-being for decades. You can download the Real Estate Investor's Guide to the Perpetual Wealth Strategy today by clicking the Resources tab on the Real Estate Guys Radio homepage. Don't wait, go download it now. Hello, Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to the Real Estate Guys. They're wild and crazy, but they really know what they're talking about. Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show today, no matter how you've done that. You've caught us on a good week. We're talking about how busy real estate investors and professionals get the help they need. And there's all kinds of ways, as we've been discussing, but the gentleman you're about to meet has faced this problem and conquered it. Let's say hello to Rob Nickel. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you? Great. Thanks for being on the show today. I no, really appreciate your time. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Well, it's uh, your story's amazing. So first of all, let's start about how you got into real estate investing. Yeah, well, I, I grew up working, uh, I think, the best job anybody could as a kid growing up was uh, working for a general contractor. My best friend's dad was a GC, so I was in and out of properties from small projects, redoing bathrooms and kitchens to all the way up to brand new construction and, and million-dollar homes. So that's so how I spent my summers was, was riding shotgun for a GC. I was really, really fortunate to have older siblings who are really sharp. One of my older brothers brought home one day uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He was actually in middle school at the time, so I was pretty young. 
and uh, read that book, which really lit uh, lit my passion with the idea of, of passive income and, and cash flow and, and real estate being able to, to solve that problem. So Rich Dad Poor Dad is really what kind of ignited that idea and uh, had one small problem. My parents viewed their money as their money and not my money, so I wasn't quite ready to be in the game. But after college, my best friend and I, we started rehabbing houses one property at a time. And uh, it just so happened to be the greatest time to get into real estate in 2008. Yeah. And it, the market was primed for us to uh, just get in and get after it. And that, that's what we did. And um, had a lot of success at the beginning, but ran into a major problem pretty quick. And uh, that was I was running out of time. That's uh, that's exactly what we're talking about today. If, if it goes well, if you know, many people invest part time, right? They've got a busy job. They love a business that they're running and they just want to put some houses away, which is great. But if you start to do it seriously like you guys were, then pretty soon you got to figure it out. Do I hire someone? Do I find a partner? And, and take us through that part of expanding your business. Yeah, it's kind of the, the irony of it was that I was getting into real estate to get out of my corporate job because I wanted more control of my time with this this idea of, of freedom of lifestyle and all these things. And then I became a slave to my, my <laughs> new job, which was real estate. And I would be in properties all day and managing contractors. And then I learned about wholesaling. And that's what when I really turned into a, to a crazy person because I was not only managing contractors and projects and trying to have all the materials and everything, how it needed to be done, which is a full-time job in itself, it seemed like. But then now I'm trying to build buyer's list and manage seller leads and do property analysis on large volume of properties to try to wholesale as well. And it was just crazy. It was totally crazy. And so I needed some help. And I didn't want to hire people. I didn't like that idea. I wanted to be able to manage my office, you know, be able to come in when I wanted and leave when I wanted to and not feel weird about it. Yep. And really, I didn't want the responsibility and the overhead and just being totally honest about it. I didn't want to be responsible for someone else's paycheck at the end of the day and putting food on, on their table. It was hard enough for me to make it work for myself. So to, to try to... To, to provide for someone else was seemed very overwhelming to me. Well, this is such a good point because many people that get into real estate and start to have some success reach the point where they need some help. And there's lots of ways to get help. You know, we talked earlier about some of the folks that could be on your team. I like, you know, a title company, an attorney, folks like that that are just vendor relationships. They aren't employees, but then there's sometimes where you need just more help than that. And you want to be able to direct someone, hey, I need you to do this specific thing because either we have a lot of it going on or I'm not as good as it or, or whatever. So so what happened? Well, so I was I, I started to hire independent contractors. I would put ads on Craigslist. I would go on Upwork to try to find any random person I could that had some experience that could help me out part-time a little bit. And it was horrible because then I spent all my time training and recruiting and I wasn't doing any real estate. I was just working <laughs> on finding people and training them and then telling them what to do every day. And I woke up I literally woke up miserable every day because I knew I had to direct someone else and tell them what to do. And it was hard enough to run my own task list, much less give somebody else, you know, their their responsibilities for the day every single day. I know there is a group of listeners right now that are like, this guy was me. I mean, they're you're feeling the pain, right? Because it's exactly what happens when you're an entrepreneur and you're not in the classic kind of business where it just makes sense to hire retail right. front office people or right. back office people. So we're, we're kind of unique animals as, as real estate. So I went and visited my broker who I uh, wasn't actively using my license to practice retail real estate, but I, I was running comps and I'm from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex and you, there's, it's a non-disclosure state. So to get really good, accurate information, you need MLS access. So I was licensed, hung my, my license under a broker in, in Wiley, Texas. And I went and visited with him one day because he was crushing it with a really small office, but didn't seem that stressed out. Yeah. And I was doing three to four deals a month and going crazy. I was working I was working 60, 70 hours a week. I had no time and really miserable. I kind of resented the whole business in a way. And was So I go and I'm, I'm talking to my broker who I really looked up to at the time and he's just relaxed and crushing it. And so I was trying to figure out his secret. And one of the things he was doing was leveraging trained labor from the Philippines to do the majority of the day-to-day -day work in his brokerage, from prospecting and answering the phone and doing the comps and the property analysis and appointment setting and following up on the, the appointments. And really, anything done on a phone or computer, he had a team offshores 
doing it. Well, right. And a lot of people talk about these virtual assistants that have been trained in various skills in all kinds of industry who live in a place where the cost of living is less expensive. So they don't quite charge the same amount and so forth. But there's always that question about how do I find them and and how do I know that they know what they're doing? And it's not just for real estate investors, but anybody who's looking for for help. um, This is certainly a thing that people are looking at to get better bang for their buck when it comes to finding team. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it and it sounds great, right? But then you have to go make it happen. Which that, you've done. Which so, I've done. So but, let's but, take us through that. Yeah, but it, it's been a process, yeah. right? And it's easy. Like, we, I think we all tend to do this. When we look at something that's working or seems to be really successful, it just seems like it's easy or it just seems like, oh, man, it's great. That all makes sense the way it works. And just what we've done is... You know, we this is our I can't tell you the the number, the iteration we're on now to get this right. But the way it started was I would I would go to these companies that supposedly had trained real estate virtual assistants. I would hire some of these people and it was an awful experience because not only did they not have any training, but their quality wasn't very good and personality profiles were maybe not fitting my my job description and it just was not a good experience. So I had to go create a new process. I had to kind of do it myself and it was painful. But I I did it one person at a time. We would go recruit. We would we started learning the how to really hire people from from overseas. We're doing it out of the Philippines. And what I learned is it's pretty much the same process you go through here. You just have to be able to go through those steps of background checks and resume screening and personality profiling and you know, background checks are federal and local in the Philippines the same way they are here in the United States where you can get a state or or federal background check. So I just had to learn all the processes and it's been a painful several years to get through that and learn all of it, but that's what we've done. We have a massive recruiting and training team and uh, a, a development team that that takes our, our new hires from totally inexperienced to rock stars in six to eight weeks uh, time where they learn real world experience. They actually, if you're going to hire somebody that's going to work on the phone, then I feel like they need to have real world phone experience before they start working on the phone with you. Your leads are your most valuable asset um, for any investor's business. So you, you, you can't mess those up. Or if you're going to train somebody or you need somebody to run comps, then you don't want to spend all your time training them to do property analysis or, or the nuance between neighborhoods and why you know certain neighborhoods sell at twice the square foot even though they're quarter of a mile apart right all the nuance there's, there's the art and science of it so what we did was we just my partner Bob Lachance and I we knew what worked because we're real estate investors and we, we just packaged those processes and then we started teaching our teams that we did it over and over and over again and here we are four years later um, you know we placed over 450 VAs last year so we really kind of got it figured out um, but it's it's been a process to get here, that's for sure. I'd be lying if I said it was all easy. Well, we're super excited about the fact that you figured it out, so it's working for you guys, and you've been able to then leverage that so it can work for other people. And I think a big part of the whole virtual assistant issue is that because they're inexpensive, people assume, well, I won't spend that much time training them which is exactly the wrong way to think. Instead, you've taken a completely different tact, which is we're going to invest some time into these folks, make sure they develop expertise, make sure they already have good things like their phone skills and their English language skills and and those kinds of things. And then some are more computer literate, some don't need to be, and we'll talk about that process before you're done. But being able to capture that in a way that you've got folks that do what real estate investors need done, that's kind of the the secret sauce, the unique part that you bring. There's a lot of VA agencies out there, but you figure it out specifically for real estate investors. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like that's really important. I think we can develop our weaknesses in in our personal lives and our relationships and things outside of work. But with my business, I just want to plug and play strengths where where I need help or I have inefficiencies or I'm looking to get more more traction, more things done. I'm just looking for a rock star to complete that job. And so when I want to hire somebody, even for my own business, we use you know eighty percent of my real estate business currently is is run. By virtual assistants. And I want competent, trained people basically to plug and play at any of those spots. So that's that's our real focus uh, is having the right person in the right seat to complete those jobs. So that starts with real clarity on the outset of understanding where your inefficiencies are, understanding where you're having some some trouble. And that that's another thing that we've kind of figured out is how to go through that process because you know, I, I think I mentioned to you before is I, I think we're all in different stages of stock, right. no matter where we are. If we're only doing a couple deals a year or if we're doing tons of transactions, we have clients 
everywhere on the spectrum and we're all in different stages of stuck. Some of us are looking to grow because we want to generate more revenue and make more money. Some of us are good with the amount of revenue we're generating. We just like some of our time back. So the, the first step is really just understanding your business understanding where you're trying to go, and then creating some structure around that. So, so a job description at the, at the outset, really understanding what you're looking for will help you go find the right person to solve those problems. And I think having the right skill sets in the right seat, working under some accountability with some systems and processes, some structure in place, that to me is the formula for success with, with your staff. Makes a ton of sense. You know, not everybody is good at the same thing. But I think what a lot of entrepreneurs, real estate entrepreneurs especially, is we don't know what we don't know. We go out and do everything ourselves. And it's like, if you had an assistant, there'd be this challenging figure there'd be this challenge to even figure out what to give them to do, right? So, But you guys have been through that. So let's talk about maybe some of the skill sets that you see that are easily transferred to a virtual assistant and how you have different types of assistants that do different types of things. Yeah, totally. And one of the great things about real estate is we all get to run our businesses exactly the way we want and we can structure them however we see fit. And it really is a cool thing about the businesses. There's so many nuances. And every time I talk to a new client, they're doing things a little bit different different than the last one, which is awesome. It really is cool and fun to see that. So, uh, But most people initially call us for, for some of the basic things that you can imagine, like their phone's ringing off the hook and they don't think they're doing a good enough job getting to it. Yeah. Or they have some marketing problems. Maybe they need to generate some more leads and then have a, a really solid funnel to work all of those leads. Because if your phone's ringing, but you're not efficiently working each and every lead, then it might as well not be ringing at all. Yeah. Um, you know, property analysis is super important. Getting valuations, running comps is, is absolutely a critical piece of any investor's business, but it's not best use of the owner's time or even some internal high paid employees. Uh, there, there's definitely better use of, of your time or your employees' times than running comp. That's a that's an administrative task. Well, let's stop there for a minute, Rob, because this is a critical point. In, in my mind, at least, that person's gonna that's gonna help you with say inbound calls or even outgoing calls is probably a different person than the person who's gonna analyze and and look at you know the neighborhoods and run comps. And so, how is it that you figure out? what the person on the other end, the virtual assistant, what skill sets they have, what training they need, and what they'd be good at? Yeah, great question. And I think the best way to think about VAs is the same way you would think about having somebody right there in your office. So if you were going to hire an employee, I think it's really important, if they're going to be sitting in your office, that you do the same types of things, which is you you have really good interviews, you know, live interviews where you're asking probing questions. You're trying to understand who they are, what motivates them, what drives them, what, what are their goals, where are they trying to to go. I want all of my staff, I want to complete their world in my world because I know if their world is completed, if they're stable, if they're happy, if they're fulfilled, then they will run through a wall for me every single day. And so the first thing I want to do is I want to know what drives them. And then we actually get personality profiles. We use the DISC profile internally. Yep. And that that is huge. I mean, it's obviously just a guide. We don't use it as absolute law with the personality profiles, but it's a great guide to give you some insight into who they are, the way they work, how they need to be managed, and the way you need to communicate with them. Because I think that's critical to anyone's success. And so that personality profiling makes it pretty pretty clear. If you want somebody on the phone to be working leads, obviously that person needs to be a great communicator. They need to be empathetic. They need to be able to see the other person's point of view to be able to build a relationship and establish rapport with that person is critical. And you've got to do that in the first 60 seconds on a phone call. So that person has to be a high D, high I type person on a personality profile to, to be able to navigate the nuance of those phone calls. If you're looking for an admin, usually that's a more S, high S, high C on the DISC profile. And so we love for our frontline employees, we love the DISC profile. For our management and above staff, we actually use a DISC and the Colby yeah. because it's kind of just a next level layering of, of not just personality profile, of, but also the way people operate and where their real happy place is, which is where we want everybody to be. So we use a lot of personality profiling and then through training and real world experience, when you couple experience with personality, then you can really understand where people are going to be successful. And that's what we do through our training program, which helps us bridge that gap when our clients come in and they're looking for something specific. 
All right, so under No Investor Left Behind, if you're not familiar with personality profiling, it's been done for years, and uh, it actually has been proven to work really well, so it's great you guys are embracing this. There's several different types of these tests that people take just to give themselves and perhaps their employer some insight into where they would be a good fit and, and not. And I think that's a big part of it. You're looking for anyone I add to my team, I want to make sure it's a fit. And I, sure, I could go figure out how to go find a VA and run them through a profile, and uh, but you guys have got it dialed. And what's great is not only have you been able to put this in play for your team, but also go to other real estate investors that need to leverage this help. That's what we're going to talk about when we get back. Plus, we're going to play real estate trivia when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. If you love real estate and have always wanted to own your own business, listen up. The Real Estate Guys and their panel of experts want to teach you how to go full-time fast in the real estate syndication business. These next few years may go down in history as one of the best times ever to acquire investment real estate. There are deals everywhere if you know where to look and how to assemble the resources. The Secrets of Successful Syndication Seminar will show you how to make big money doing big deals from a team of experts that have syndicated projects totaling more than $1 billion. Don't wait for someone to give you a raise or create a job for you. Attend the secrets of successful syndication and learn how to build a team, raise capital, find deals, and make full-time money in six months or less. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. All the big players use syndication as a way to diversify risk, optimize profits, and earn big money. You can too. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Worldwide demand is making coconuts one of the highest yielding cash crops available today. Coca-Cola, Pepsi, and many high net worth individuals have invested billions of dollars into coconuts for strong growth and solid long-term income. Yields could be as high as 18% or more per year. Capital appreciation and exceptional income for up to 60 long years could be an absolutely brilliant investment to pass on to future generations. For more information, qualified accredited investors should email coconuts at realestateguysradio.com. Diversify wisely with direct ownership of fully managed coconuts on prime farmland close to the beautiful Costa Rican border. Email coconuts at realestateguysradio.com. This announcement does not constitute either an offer to sell securities or a solicitation of an offer to purchase. Offering made by prospectus only. For more information, email coconuts at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Steve Forbes. You're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Have fun. You'll learn something. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. We're talking today about getting the help you need in your real estate business, how you go from a lone wolf to a wolf pack. And we've got Rob Nickel with us. Before we get back to the interview with Rob, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, a chance for you to win a prize by knowing something about real estate. And we've got a specific question for you when you hear it and think you know the answer. Fire an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, the answer to the question, and your mailing address. Because if you're the winner, we're going to send you a physical book. It's a good one. It's called Passionistas. Tips, tales, and tweetables from women pursuing their dreams. Stories of amazing women that have overcome such adversity and have such big dreams. And you're going to get inspired about it, whether you're a man or a woman. That can be yours if you know today's real estate trivia question. Last week, we talked with Chris Martinson, the author of Prosper, and gave away an autographed copy of his book. We asked this, name the first national park in the United States. Well, there's lots of them. The first was Yellowstone National Park in southern Montana and northern Wyoming. Such a big park, it covers parts of two states. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Where in the world is the largest art museum? Yep, where's the largest art museum in the world? If you think you know or you just want to take a guess, get that to us quickly. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. The first person with the right answer gets a copy of Cashinistas, Tips, Tales, and Tweetables from Women Pursuing Their Dreams. Where is the largest art museum in the world? That's today's real estate trivia question. We're talking about how do you get help as a real estate investor, as a real estate professional? A lot of us start out as a one man or one woman band, and then we need to get help. And uh, Rob Nicola is with us talking about this idea of hiring virtual assistants, which I know a lot of us have heard about, 
but there's this big information gap between, well, that sounds like a good idea and how do I really make it happen? And as we know in real estate, implementation is everything. So let's talk about that part of it, Rob. I so I say, okay, great. I need some help. Rob, help me out. How is it that you can help me? Yeah, the first thing we would do is we would, and I think you should do this whether you're going through it with us or just the process by yourself in sure. general. I just think that the first thing you do is we, we map out your business. We have a one-on-one -on -one consultation with you to figure out what you're doing right now, what's your current structure, who, who's on your team, what are their responsibilities, what are your goals, where are you trying to go? Yep. And then our goal is to help bridge that gap from where you are to where you're trying to go. So it'll look a little bit different for everybody. Some people are fully established, they have a team in place, they just need some additional efficiency, some some better, tighter, cleaner systems and processes to make the, the business operate at a little bit higher level. Or it could be, like you mentioned, uh, you know, the mom and pops, the, the one man, the one woman, Bands who, who need some help, and that's a totally different implementation strategy, right? So the first thing we do is have a one-on-one -on -one consultation to really understand you and your business, your goals, where you're trying to go. And then from there, we craft a plan with you. We just call that a success map. And that's what will help us not only create the job description to help find the right person, but put the action plan in place to make sure there's an accountability and structure for you to actually reach your goals that, that we've laid out. You know, it's interesting. One of my mentors in real estate, I sold real estate for 18 years, and in the real estate sales world, World, one of my mentors had a really interesting premise. He said, if I were starting over today, the first thing I would do would be to hire an assistant, which is a hard mindset. You're like, well, I'm just starting and I have to learn it all. I have to do it all. And his thing was at the very beginning of any endeavor, there are things that are highly productive dollar behavior and there's other things that have to get done. And he said, if you're doing the $4 an hour work, then that is dumbing down, if you will, your contribution. So what are those things that are maybe the easiest things to start delegating? Yeah, it's funny you say that because that that's that was me. I wanted to do everything myself because if I wasn't doing it, I felt like it wasn't going to get done the right way or sure. the best way or nobody could do it the way I could. And so the thought of having somebody take over any of the tasks, it didn't matter which ones we're about to talk about, was overwhelming to me because this was my business. It was a reflection of me. And Listen, I, nobody takes the trash out better than I do. Exactly, <laughs> right? And that is a tough, tough thing to get past. Yeah. But once you do, it's one of the most empowering there's nothing that can take you to the next level faster than being able to let go a little bit. And and for me, the first thing I did, I would let go of the phone work. Because lead, your lead flow is so important. It's an opportunity. It's, it's a numbers game, right? You have to make a lot of offers uh, out there to be able to to really get any traction in this business, especially today. there's Every market's a good market today. Right. You go across the country and you say, who's in a competitive market? And everyone raises their hand. Or, or no matter where you go, everyone's complaining right now about their market as if it's the only tough market out there, you know, tight market. So the first thing I did was, was phone management. I needed somebody really competent on the phone all day, every day, managing leads, setting appointments, and following up. Um, I really feel like follow-up is key in your lead management. If you just talk to somebody one or two times, situations change and oftentimes change quickly. So we're touching people at least once a month. And so that was the first thing that I put in place. The second thing was um, I understood as an investor, there's only two ways for me to make more money. I either had to do more deals or make more money per deal. And simple concept, but kind of hard to get to when yeah. you're looking at how to actually make that happen. And so for me, that was a buyer's list. I need to have a really robust, effective list of who was actively investing in the market every single day. And, and that's what really took my business to the next level because as a rehabber, I was a rehabber, I didn't care about wholesaling, but I was missing out on a ton of opportunity. Just because a property doesn't work for me doesn't mean it's not a good fit for somebody else. And who am I to tell them not to buy that, right? So my buyer's list really took my business to the next level. It allowed me to do more transactions. It allowed me to make more money per transaction. Um, so I went from phone work to, to buyer's list. I also, the, the next thing was running comps. It's such a time-consuming process to do property analysis super important, but it's not best use of your time. And that's that's a checklist activity, right? It has to be same bed and bathroom count, similar type of house in the same neighborhood, and similar square footage, plus or minus 10%. They're, running comps is mostly in a science, and there is some art to it, but it's mostly a science. So I think people should get that off their plate should be one of the first things that you do. So those are the first three things that I did personally. Awesome. And, and obviously, if you already mentioned, Rob, it, everybody's business is different. So, you know, I would say look at what it is that you're, where you're stuck. You know, we actually another paradigm. We encourage people to get stuck 
People don't want to get stuck, but that's the only place there's power is when you get stuck somewhere and are able to break through that. So figure out in your business where you are dropping the ball, where there is too much to be done and not enough time to do it in, and those may be areas. Now, let's say that I'm a, this busy person out there like you were going, I'm man, I'm, I, this sounds great to me. Walk us through the process. How, what does it take to get started? Is there any minimum amount of time or hours you commit to? How does the whole process work? Yeah, for our company specifically, obviously you can go out there and anybody could do what we've done and, and do it on your own. And if anybody's interested in that, I mean, you that's we I totally yeah, encourage that, And I that, appreciate right? that everything you've basically taught us and told us today is perfectly great for someone who wants to do that. I'm all about collapsing timeframes, right? More sooner is better. So if you've figured it out already, I think the most efficient thing to do is to get along the side someone who's doing yeah, it. Yeah, I but, mean, that's my philosophy. I, I'm a, I think everything is judged in cycle times. How fast do we get from A to B? And so that's why I, you know, I, I'm looking for the easiest solution to get the most done. And that, yeah. I appreciate you saying that because I think the same way. Um, but for us, we, we operate in a very specific way because we found that that's how our clients get value and, and success out of what we've done. So we're taking care of our employees as well as our clients. So we're making sure to create a great experience on both sides because, like I mentioned, if our employees aren't fulfilled and have a great experience, then they're not going to be able to produce and perform for our clients. And it's, So we got to create a win-win there. Well, spend a minute on that because I, I know I asked you a different question, but this is critical because, again, if I'm just hiring a single virtual assistant that I'm time-sharing, if you will, with somebody else, then I'm not really in control of those things you mentioned. So you guys take the full-time efforts of lots of different people and then divide that between your clients. But that means that you are taking that responsibility, if you will, for that employee. What does that look like to them? Yeah, so what what we do is we we have kind of eliminated that idea of timeshare out of the the per hour per person type of thing out of what our, our model. Yep. Because we found that that's really hard to have success. If you're getting a different person working on your business at different times, times in different intervals, doing different things. How can we ever build any consistency? How can we ever have any real action? There's there's no traction behind that. Yep. So for us, the way we operate is either part-time or full-time. So either 20 hours a week or 40 hours a week, and it's a dedicated model. So whenever you're, you first have a consultation with our team to create your success map, we create a job description with you at that time, then we're going to go match that job description to our pre-trained candidates. So you'll get a, a resume from three, four, five, different candidates that we feel are a perfect fit for that job description. Then you set up a live interview that's facilitated by my team. You hear them, see them, interact with them just like you would if you're hiring somebody internally. Once you find somebody you're super excited about to fit that role, then you continue to work with my team to, to figure out the structure. What are their hours? They're going to work your local hours, your time. So if it's part-time, that'll be four hours a day, eight to noon, one to five, whatever it may be that fits your business. You're going to work that out with my my team, the onboarding process, the phone systems, the email communication, all of the, the correspondence that you're have back and forth, the day-to-day -day management, we help you bridge that gap. But for us, it's a dedicated model. So that person that you hire will be working for you every single day, functioning like an employee, but it's an independent contractor. So all the liabilities off your plate. We're paying HMO, we're giving them insurance and, and benefits and, and life insurance and, and great banking rates, and we really take care of our team so that they can in turn take care of you. The second piece of that is we don't want any of our clients worried about any labor liabilities or employment costs or having to do tax withholdings. We've taken all of that off your plate. 1099 independent contractor, you pay us bi-monthly, flat rate, 20 or 40 hours a week, and we take care of all the other liabilities, all the other labor expenses. It's just the idea for us is speed of implementation. We hold your hand through the whole process. We're solving specific problems, and then we are with you for the life of the account to make sure you continue to have your expectations met. I know people are on the edge of their headphones right now because this is great stuff. So so it's basically a, a 20 or 40, I would imagine that people will scale and get more than one person as their business grows. So that has your business growing too, which means the more 
folks that you're employing with different personality styles and different skill sets, the better the whole organization is. So that's the exciting part about it. So um, what does that look like? If it's a 20-hour a week or 40-hour a week person, how's it priced out? And, yeah, so and we're just flat rate billing. So for 20 hours a week, it's eight forty-eight a month, billed bi-monthly. For full-time, 40 hours a week, that's fifteen thirty-six a month. So it's just over 10 bucks an hour for part-time, just under 10 bucks for a full-time person. And then there's no hidden cost or fees or anything. It's just flat rate. And if you, what we hope is that you would set that relationship up just like an internal staff member. So, uh, you know, you can create your own incentive plans, you know, small bonus structures. We don't take anything out of that. So if you want to bonus your VA for deals closed, if they're, they're an inside sales rep, they get 100% of that. You just let your success coach, who's your mid-level manager assigned to you, you just let them know and they'll add that to your statement the, the following pay period. So it really, it's, you know, these are human beings and they need to be motivated and, and incentivized and incorporated into your team just like anybody else would. But we're just helping to solve any obstacles, anything that comes up. We're helping to really make that happen because we think culture is a huge part of success. Well, and I think folks listening going, wow, that's really cheap. I mean, to hire somebody at the, to these kind of caliber jobs, but you have to get in your mind that they're being paid very well for where they live and what they're doing. And so a, a lot of times you think, well, you know, you're you're underpaying these people, but you're not. It, it, it works really well for them. You're keeping, you're giving them incentive. You're able to have enough margin to be able to handle all the stuff that we don't want to deal with. And I get a person who's pre-trained and ready to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think life is about creating win-wins. If, if you can help people get where they're going, they need to go, then you'll get everything that you need in return. And it's, you know, the same way with our team members. We're we're creating win-wins on both sides of the equation, which is really why it works. All right. Well, if you want more information, and I'm sure you do, here's what you need to do. Rob and his team have assembled a great report on exactly this topic, how you can leverage through virtual assistance, specifically in the real estate space. What you're going to do is simply send an email to InvestorVA investor va at realestateguysradio.com when you do you'll get the copy of that report and uh, you'll get all the information about how you can engage with these guys and the commitment times and all that kind of stuff so fascinating stuff I, I really salute you guys for not only figuring out how to make this space work which has been challenging but being able to leverage that so other people can succeed with it as well no really appreciate your time it's fun I've been listening to to the show for a long time obviously and it, it's really an honor to be on I really appreciate you having me all right good stuff there's Rob Nickel we'll talk more about how you can get better at what you do by building up your team when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. This portion of the Real Estate Guys radio program is brought to you by International Coffee Farms, where you can own a parcel of land in your very own specialty coffee farm in Panama for as little as $15,000. Here's how it works. Deeded half-acre parcels entitled Specialty Coffee Farms in Boquete, Panama are turnkey managed professionally on your behalf by a team of local experts. Sustainable average income is estimated at 12% and cash flow can begin within 12 to 15 months from the date of your parcel ownership. International Coffee Farms' mission is to own and operate specialty coffee farms that are economically, environmentally, and socially sustainable. As part of this mission, 20% of the gross profits of each farm is committed to a socially sustainable fund to improve the lives of the Panamanian coffee farm workers and their families. International Coffee Farms currently owns and operates nine specialty coffee farms with half-acre parcels available for immediate ownership. To find out how you can become a coffee farm owner in Paquete, Panama, email coffee at realestateguysradio.com. That's coffee at realestateguysradio.com. Forbes rated Memphis the best cash flow market in the nation. And our good friend Terry Kerr at Mid-South Homebuyers has been the premier turnkey rental property provider in Memphis for over 13 years. With an A-plus rating for the Better Business Bureau, Terry has renovated over 750 houses. Real Estate Guys listeners have snapped up hundreds. Discover what these satisfied investors already know. Mid-South's properties are completely renovated with a one-year warranty and a lifelong rental guarantee. They're affordable, well-managed, and easy to own. Perfect for beginning investors and veterans alike. Get in on the action. Contact Terry and his team via email at midsouth at realestateguysradio.com. Hi, this is Chris Martinson, author of Prosper, and you are listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks for tuning into the show. If you have zero clarity or even not full clarity on who you are and what you want to do when you grow up, a great thing to do with the new year approaching 
is to come out to create your future. Our 2018 goals retreat. You can get all the information on the website at realestateguysradio.com under events. We're talking today about going from a lone wolf, a one-woman band, to a wolf pack. Lots of folks that can help you, and pretty interesting story from Rob Nickel. It is. It's great. It's just uh, the quintessential entrepreneur story, somebody that finds a need in the marketplace, a problem to solve, and they build a business around solving that problem. And, you know, a lot of times we go into businesses and we're interested in things that we have passion about because that was difficult for us. And we're like, we feel so good being freed from the problem. We want to share it with the world. So right. that is really, really encouraging. You know, I think really what it comes down to at the end of the day is that if you want to go to the next level, it's never been easier to do it. You're going to have to find a way to get help. Yep. And there are so many ways to find that help today. And people like Rob that have organized services to help folks get there, it's, you know, to find those people, to vet those people. You know, when I started way back in my, uh, my very first job, I, I got my first job at Hewlett Packard uh, operating as a temporary. So I went to a temporary agency and they, for the service they provided to Hewlett Packard was they... Uh, recruited me, they screened me, they placed me, and then what would happen is they would pay me, and Hewlett Packard would just pay them. So to Hewlett Packard, it was just one fixed rate; they would get paid. the The temp agency would get paid, and then all the all the withholding and all the stuff that you don't have to worry about when you're you know running a company uh, would just come back on to the temp company. And so I love that kind of service, you know. And of course, we're in the gig economy now, so it's easy to find all kinds of people to do all kinds of things. The big challenge, I think, for the person uh, who's the entrepreneur, not not a guy like Rob, but you using a guy like Rob's services, is to make sure that you're providing the leadership, that you're providing the clear mission, vision, values of the organization and communicating that so they can go recruit people who are going to be compatible. And then making sure you understand how you know these people are doing a good job. What are your key performance indicators and then knowing how to hold people accountable uh, one of the areas I've always struggled in because I'm kind of a management by wandering around guy yeah and that's fine if you have a building full of people and you can wander around and keep your thumb on the pulse water cooler conversations and all that but when you're building a virtual organization it's much harder and so I've had to learn to be more disciplined about having what I call my POCs, my points of contact, to make sure that I'm going to have those regular touch points and share with people, hey guys, just a reminder, here's who we are, here's what we're all about, here's what's most important in the next 30 days, the next 60 days, the next 90 days, where are we stuck, anybody need any help, what can I do? And to have uh, people come alongside a guy like Rob who is going to take a big chunk of that and supervise that kind of uh, makes it a lot easier for a guy like me. So um, I'm really encouraged to get to know Rob and looking forward to uh, finding out more about all the great things that he and his organization are doing for people. Well, what I found was amazing about it is the fact that they do these personality tests. So they're matching the right kind of person with the right you know, disciplines and backgrounds and, and just their, their personality to the type of work that needs to be done. Well, I mean, the age-old thing, right? People who are great in sales suck at paperwork because they're not detail-oriented. People who are detail-oriented typically struggle more on the sales or the relationship-building side. So you have to have people's personalities are matched to the type of work they're going to be doing. That's great. So good stuff. If you're interested in more about how all that works, just send an email to investorva at realestateguysradio.com. Investorva at realestateguysradio.com and you'll learn more about it. You know, there's lots of different ways to invest and a lot of people look at the performance and ROIs and how much money they can make, which you should be looking at. But the other part of it is how much of your brain power and mind power and peace of mind do you want involved? Next week on the show, we've got a great guest talking about peace of mind investing. Until then, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.